0: friends and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots you can find us on Apple Podcasts Spotify Pandora wherever you stream your podcast from just look for Fort Worth Roots social media Fort Worth Roots on Facebook Instagram all the stuff
1: I know that I got my dad's jeans in me and I don't want to do that to anybody else either. <laughs> you know, like, right. <laughs> it's, I know what I went through, and I know I'd do it again. I'd perpetuate that cycle we're un- for sure. We're
0: unpacking all the skeletons Yeah, tonight, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, this ain't no
1: skeleton. Anybody that knows knows that, like, there's uh, <laughs> difficult relationships there.
0: Real quick, our sponsors are Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. They are offering a 50% off roofing tune-up for anybody that just mentions the Fort Worth Roots podcast. You can find them at Roofing Solutions roofingsolutionshouck.com. Woodpost Metalworks they do light steel fabrication and plasma cutting find them at woodpostmetalworks.com Walker Originals all sorts of custom uh, gift ideas on their website find them at haukwalker.com again more information at the end of the episode about our sponsors this episode does come with a pretty strong language warning if you've listened to any of the previous episodes where I've issued one of these warnings it's something that we do I want my guests to feel comfortable whenever they're here recording with us and uh, I try not to censor them too much I feel like you lose some authenticity if we do that. So if you do have children in the room, this might not be the best episode for them. We did try to do something very different in this episode. Our guest has just released a new album called Stranger, which you can get on Bandcamp, and we do have the link in the show notes for this episode. But he performed, wrote, recorded, mixed. He did everything for this album by himself. So what we did is we dubbed in some of the music and had him discuss what was going on in these tracks and what the intention was behind each song. Guys and gals, stay tuned to the very end. I've got more information about sponsors and events that might be coming up and some more incoherent rambling from your host just to kind of close out the show. That's enough talking out of me. Thank you all for being here. Please give it up for the very talented Mr. Clayton Smith. And let's start the show. believe it <laughs> but i think it's a what do, it, does your car have a, a temperature gauge in it
1: yeah it's been saying 108 today it's hot i don't believe it but
0: well I, I i would definitely believe 104 yeah for sure it's a it's and i i mean i'm at work i'm going through a gallon and a half two gallons of water a day i believe it. just being out in this heat
1: it's funny it's like you're talking about how hot it is it's like it's cooler in here than it is in my house like this is a vacation
0: well <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, I appreciate that. Cheers it. to that. And <laughs> thank Clayton, you. Thank you for being here, brother. I Absolutely. appreciate that, man. Um, I, I tell people all the time, I, it's not lost on me that you don't have to be here. <laughs> and everybody's got something to promote, and I think that's what gets my foot in the door. Yeah. You've got a new album coming out.
1: Yeah, uh, Stranger. It's coming out, let's say, oh, September 9th is the day we're shooting for it.
0: What is fun about September 9th is September 10th. There's a big-ass show going on. Have you heard about this out at Porn Glory? No. So your release is on September 9th. September 10th, a bunch of nerds are going to get together. And they're going to have three live bands and one comedian. Oh, yeah. And uh, $3 drafts, a special menu for food, and uh, there's going to be a vendor market and all this shit.
1: That sounds excellent. What bands?
0: Well, it's the first time Fort Worth Roots has ever put on a show. Yeah. And we're bringing out a bunch of our friends that have been on the show already and uh we're showcasing them and inviting the public to come out so that i'll give you i'll great. give you a flyer before you get out of here
1: <laughs> cool thank you
0: so tell me a little bit about this album
1: on the very last song i had a couple of friends helping sing but other than that i did every last bit of it i had a couple of songs floating around i remember this one that kind of bookends what both sides of it in particular i'd shown it to my buddy Nick and he was like, "Hey man, like I've got an idea. Was like we need to split this song up and make it into like build build something around that concept."
0: Now, um are are these the songs that you sent me? Yes. Okay. Cuz so I was in the process of listening to that and you, you told me, yeah, I don't have to listen to the whole thing. It's better if you do." Yeah. So i started it's, off at the is beginning is and better. I think I was about halfway through <laughs> it. So, which which track are you talking about now with your friend?
1: Um so the first track it's uh, an introduction to remembrance, and it's just a short little snippet. I remember when we used to And then um, I remember is on the other side of it, and. It takes a piece of that, and then a piece that's kind of shoved up in the middle, and like builds it into a full song and ties it all together.
0: If you don't mind, while we're talking, I'm gonna dub those songs in. If you're okay with me kind of showing your music off,
1: yeah, I don't mind at all. I'd, uh, uh, I'll shoot you the most recent master. I think it's finished. We we got time.
0: We got time. But Um, so, so this this episode here will. Release really sometime after September 10th. Cool, perfect. So that that'll be good for the yeah, release. Yeah, that's absolutely
1: perfect. Um, yeah, I'll shoot you the.
0: I want to make sure I get the one. best audio too. Yeah, so if yeah. we need to trade it in person, that's fine too. I'll meet yeah. you at a truck stop. It's not a problem. No right questions about. asked. You know, <laughs> two bearded dudes showing up at a, a truck stop. Easy. For the, yeah. <laughs> all right, but we have reasons. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you a fan of Deepel? Treating you all right?
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm not an IPA, IPA
0: guy usually, but. Yeah, that's my go to. I like it a lot. You got to be careful with them, though. What's the APV on this? It's uh, 7%. Not enough. (laughs) A little bit more than your typical cowboy drink right there. So, where are you staying at these days? Are you here in Fort Worth?
1: Yeah, I'm in Fort Worth. I live a little bit north of Benbrook. Okay. Just like right over the Benbrook Fort Worth line.
0: It looked like you'd uh, either set up plans to gig at Lola's or you already have?
1: Yeah, um,. Rye Boys, have been playing at Lola's for years. Um, the mo- the recent band that I've been playing with, uh, Band Laredo, plays at Lola's every once in a while. We're we're close with them.
0: Now, the Rye Boys, that, that's your band, and y'all have been in business for a decade?
1: Yeah, 10, 12 years, I think. Yeah. Something like that. It's what? so loosey-goosey. <laughs> it's, uh,
0: Get together when you can, right?
1: Yeah, well, there's 30 of us, probably, 30, 40 of us. That um, the um, people who show up to play bounce in and out, and it's a different thing every time. And so it's kind of hard to figure out how to promote. Sometimes of like with with that stuff is it's just. Whatever
0: we feel like doing at the time It's it I've, I've never up. heard of a, a band structured like that yeah. You've got 30 or 40 people <laughs> there's about, there's, So there's there's a 10 person I don't know in there somewhere For sure And for uh, sure. So with the Rye Boys Has Clayton Smith been a constant in that band?
1: For the most part, yeah um, I lived in Kansas City For 3 or 4 years there 4 or 5 years I, don't know, I think I get lost I lived in Kansas City for a chunk in there, and they did some stuff down here while I wasn't there, but then, like, they'd come up and do stuff up there with me. It's me and Nick Harper, the other fella, are the constant. That sounds most really constant. familiar. He runs sound a lot around town. Okay. He works the Post a lot. works at okay. a, a lot of that Avalon stuff that Rodney does, takes okay. involved with. But, yeah, me and him are the most constant, but neither of us are always there either
0: so here lately has has that been your focus the rye boys um
1: no it's never to call it a focus is (laughs) (laughs) an odd a few missteps (laughs) Uh, that would be odd to consider it that at any point in time it's a much more of a friendly collective um
0: so if you catch the rye boys local and live you're in for a tr- you've it's really stumbled upon something. For
1: sure, for sure. <laughs> it's going to be different than the last time you saw it, I guarantee you.
0: Uh, how about the band Laredo? What's going on <clears throat> with that?
1: Uh, band Laredo is... So Lucas, the um, front man for Band Laredo, mm-hmm. is- he's played drums for the Rye Boys. So he was like our very first drummer 12, 13 years ago. And um, he started playing... He decided he wanted to do... like. Um, pop punk texas country thing uh, and had been playing around for a few months and then i would moved back to town and nick had moved back to town he was living in austin uh, and lucas hit us both up and was like hey man like why don't you guys come play with me like that would be fun wouldn't it and was like that does sound fun so we've been doing that for the past year or so and it's really working man like it's fun we're playing around we've been uh, opening up a lot of shows for uh Vandaliers. Josh and Vandaleers, a close friend of mine, and he's been throwing us a lot of work. Um, we did a run with uh, Pecos and the rooftops.
0: Is that all happening here in Fort Worth or Denton? Some or? in
1: Fort Worth. We played at Lola's. We played at uh, Hank's out in McKinney.
0: We say Lola's, are you at the new location already?
1: These were at the old ones. I don't okay. think we've played at the new one yet. I've been over there a couple of times, but no, we haven't played over there yet played at del norte over in Godley.
0: what do you think about that i mean L- lola's was such an iconic spot right there off of seventh and for sure everybody loved that patch of dirt now it's over there in, in kind of this oddball location yeah i
1: totally get it it's though. got fresh
0: paint and it's well yeah. lit and I, <laughs> I just don't even know what to think of it. it it is a beautiful space and i've caught one performance there uh austin mead nice and it was it was excellent
1: the uh Staff seems to be really enthusiastic yes, about the new spot. I'll agree, and uh, I trust them. Yeah, you know, like I don't. I, it's not long enough into it for me to make a firm judgment. Like, but like, I trust them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and getting out of getting out of seventh seems uh, like a nice.
0: It's a good move. move. Yeah that that whole area, the rest it's, in rest in peace. Yeah, right?
1: it's difficult. I'm stoked as. I'm a little stoked, a little worried. Um, both the new Fred's location and uh, where they're moving, Magnolia Motor Lounge. Oh, they
0: are, are moving it. That's the first time I've heard that.
1: I saw, a, I hope I'm not doing it. I th- saw an article about this a few months ago that said something about they were talking about moving on that little um, roundabout on 183. Yeah. and That's like a mile from my house. <laughs> that sounds awesome that right. sounds so great.
0: You got Freds yeah. and Lolas right I can there. I ride
1: my bike to the fucking motor lounge. That sounds and, awesome. Yeah, and
0: the motor lounge. My bad. <laughs> that
1: sounds yeah. awesome. Freds is great too. Like I, I don't know, I'm I'm stoked about. Um,
0: Have you been in the new one?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah,
0: it's good setup.
1: Um, yeah, I'm stoked about more of my friends moving to the area that I'm living but also terrified because i know that like people are gonna figure out how cheap it is (laughs) um blow up my spot
0: well um yeah whenever you compare it to places like 7th street for sure it's been i don't know that this is true but it certainly feels like we have a lot of -of out-of-state influences in that area and it's nothing like fort worth no You, you go to 7th street it's like stepping into a uh uh, kind of a para-Austin environment. For sure. It's, it's, it does not feel like Fort Worth anymore.
1: It It's a constant struggle for me every time I go down there.
0: With one exception, there's one place that I'm I'm still holding on to and I love it to death and I hope it never goes away. And it's the only reason I think I'm going to go back down to 7th Street. And it's uh, Kung Fu Saloon. I love that place. I haven't place. been into
1: Kung Fu Saloon, oh, but dude. I've heard it's awesome. It's
0: Yeah. And they, they've done a lot of cool shit in there. And they've got a... Uh, hamburger egg roll cool you walk in there you, you're not gonna think this place serves food but yeah, they have yeah. an entire food menu
1: i'm very down
0: yeah that uh kung fu uh, saloons hamburger egg roll is something that people should be writing papers on it's delicious
1: uh <laughs> my fiance's uncle we went out to colorado a couple years ago to hang out with them and uh what part
0: of colorado Nope, I had to do it, didn't you I? You had
1: to do it. Colorado yeah. Springs, Denver. No, it was this tiny, tiny town. It was like uh, north, south, front ridge a little bit. Like, come in, you're going to go southwest of Denver. Southwest of Denver. Yeah, past Red Rocks, past all that.
0: Basically, New Mexico. Basically, New Mexico. Yeah.
1: But it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but he was obsessed with this concept of he wanted to make uh, Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. And Philly cheesesteak wontons. He couldn't decide between the two, Did and he this was like one? a week long obsession. He couldn't find all the supplies to do it, <laughs> so it just <laughs> that never felt happened. So bad for him. Yeah, I was like, dude, like we'll get it next time. I promise. I'm sorry. He was excited. I make. a uh, am a carnitas connoisseur, and okay. I make some fucking good carnitas. Um, that was the first time that I'd met a lot of her family, and I made them all carnitas. And from the, for the rest of the week, he was just like obsessed. He's like, oh, you know, food. And I was like. I know carnitas,
0: <laughs> that I can do. Yeah, yeah. Carnitas and pop tarts, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> I don't. That would, if if I had a second thing, it'd be pop tarts. Yeah. I,
1: I like know. I like <laughs> the, uh smoke things. I I got a smoker in my backyard, but I don't like cooking inside as much.
0: Yeah, it's not where it's at. No, you're an outdoors dude.
1: I like yeah, I like I, being get outside. I like being inside too. Like I just I like things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like stuff and whatnot. Yeah.
1: It's mostly kitchens, it gets hot with but you don't get to see the sun. Um yep. it seems counterintuitive to me.
0: Yeah. I like being in front of the grill, but I don't want to go outside for any reason. Yeah right now in August mm. in right Texas. Now. No. It's, uh we're almost there. I, I, we gotta be setting records. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're definitely uh on fourth of July we had two hundred and thirty I believe, don't quote me on this folks. Uh, wildfires here oh in the city of Fort Worth that the fire department had to respond to. Now that alone has got to be a record, but it's just been a hot, hot, dry. I can't remember the last time we had rain.
1: No, I know that. Like we, I've been teased with a little bit a couple of times where yeah. it's like yeah. we'll get a couple of drops, but anything that I would consider actual rain, I haven't. I feel like I just haven't seen maybe ever. Whenever um, I was working in Houston this last week and we uh i work in hotels doing like i do um audio video stuff okay. filming focus yeah. groups shit like that and um so i don't get to go outside all day <laughs> <laughs> and i heard that it rained in houston but i don't have windows i right. mean, like i didn't see any of it so i don't believe it still it's
0: like a casino in yeah, there. yeah.
1: <laughs> for sure
0: well, can we get back into that music you shared with me, Clayton, yeah, absolutely. a little bit? Um, because I'd, I'd like to share some more of that with our listeners. Um, I'm going to play those first two tracks cool. kind of at the beginning whenever you were talking about that. But it uh, it kind of sounded like whenever you wrote these songs, you were working through maybe some life obstacles or trying to get around or through some things.
1: Yeah, it's always it's constant. Everybody's struggling all the time, you know? Right. Um
0: was that somewhat of an influence in that music? That's for sure, for sure it was. How I interpreted it.
1: It. Sure. Um, I feel like a significant portion of it um, deals with identity and trying to figure out who the fuck you are and like what you want to do, what's important, what's not important. Um, coming out the other side of it, I feel like what the conclusion I came to is... Um, Friendship and love is really all that fucking matters. For sure, the homies. That's it. Yeah, that's that's
0: kind of the the focus of this album.
1: For sure, it um, revolves very heavily around friendships and personal relationships, and trying to figure out what you need to do, and like trying to take some agency and personal responsibility. In these things, is I feel like um, I've at least been guilty of throwing around blame, throwing around just angry words to people that don't deserve it. They didn't like it was just as much my fault as anyone else's in ninety nine percent of situations.
0: I don't no. want to get all bald. Barbara Walters on you here, but <laughs> no, I is there anything it. specific? I mean, we're we're taking some broad strokes at that, but people that are trying to understand yeah, 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 your album might want to sure, know. I'm
1: shit at talking about things. Um, <laughs> That's specific.
0: why you made an album, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's the fucking listen to it,
0: jot it down, sing about it. <laughs> A lot easier than you have to talk to a stranger about for it sure. on a podcast.
1: Yeah, and it's tough, too, is, like, some of them are personal enough that I'm like, nah, you don't get to fucking hear about that. Figure that's, it out. That's
0: fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, um... She knows what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Let me pull up the list, see what...
0: Yeah, walk us through it. Yeah, that makes it easier. So we are kind of just try- we're trying to we're remember... Probably, probably we were playing uh, track number three that you shared with me. Number three... Where is it? You want pull number it up? I got, no, I got
1: it, it. I got it. Number three, uh, Go to Hell. That one is pretty tailored towards um, trying to deal with people that are incredibly self-righteous and have no perspective of what other people are going through. Word spread fire like methane gas, you've been getting how few. communicate with them directly like your solutions aren't the solution for everyone right Um, that one's much more pointed and angry like I feel like the first two or three songs are more lashing out towards like the the, at least the narrator of the whole thing seems to be in an angry place at the beginning of all this saying fuck all y'all you can't tell me what to do and then gradually as we get through as you get to um, Australia. Australia Yeah and then it comes back to Australia Which is much more geared towards That realization Of Maybe things can be My fault too <laughs> And that Not every Not everything somebody else's fault And trying to come to terms with that And come to terms with What to do About that and a lot of it too is Written kind of from from the perspective of um, someone having to deal with being in a friendship or a relationship with someone like me where I'm gone all the time. Like, I'm just gone all the time. I know that the people I love often have to hear about cool shit that I'm doing from somebody else. Have to hear about, like, they hear all this stuff secondhand just because, like, I'm in the midst of doing it, and I don't think to like just sit down and text or call yeah. literally everyone and be like, I did this cool thing. Like That feels narcissistic. Um, right. so I try to avoid that in my own personal life, and then...
0: The times that you have something to share with people, it's whenever you're kind of up a step. and For sure. So the one time you have a chance to communicate with people, you don't feel like doing it. No. You don't want to come off as a dickhead. For
1: sure. Um, and... <laughs> so like the, that song is very much from the perspective of somebody dealing with that where it's uh "Oh, you did this awesome thing, and like I'm hearing about it from the neighbor, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. It's like that does suck, and i'm I need to be better, but
0: I think we all deal with that. I hope we all do because i I can very well relate to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I busy myself. You know, I, we talked about this. I work a lot, and then I fill the rest of my time with the podcast. For sure. And uh, I think as we get older, it's just harder and harder to maintain those relationships because we, we feel the time slipping away, and we're trying so hard to grind away and, and do something productive. And uh, we kind of our, – our, our friendships and our relationships become the casualties of us trying to be productive
1: for sure I don't know man communication so tough like it's tough to be vulnerable it's tough to just call your like even just it's just like calling your friends saying hey man like I just had a bad day and like I don't want to talk about it but help <laughs> <laughs> like that's tough to do in itself um much less going through the list of everything like um, trying to determine like ranking your daily activities of what's important to tell people like it's damn near impossible yeah especially like i mean it seems like you're in the same boat where i'm just obsessive about i gotta be doing something yeah um 100 i i work a lot and my work takes me away from home so i'm gone half the month often and if i'm not gone doing that often i'm gone playing shows i'm not doing that i'm at home in the studio working on something i've been tracking songs for friends lately too and like trying to get more into production and stuff like that and it takes a lot of time and there's no possible way to communicate that to everyone
0: yeah and everybody's got their own shit for sure. Do, do you have kids? And like, no, I don't have any kids. And that—that's something that I, you know, we share. I don't have yeah. kids either, but it's—it's it's hard to relate to. Everybody probably has an issue relating to one another as far as our workload. Yeah. And I can't relate to somebody that's got kids. I don't have to worry no, about getting a babysitter. No, it's so hard. I, I definitely could not do the lifestyle that I'm living if I had kids. Right. And uh, I. I worry that my friends that do have children see that as kind of a hindrance in our relationship. Like For sure. eh, you don't get it.
1: Yeah. You want me I'm sorry. to come do this
0: thing with you? Sorry. Like I can't. I got kids, dude. I try
1: to like I try to be patient. <laughs> I've got a Um fellow Keith plays banjo with the Rye Boys. He's one of the thirty. What's up, Keith? And um, he's got a he's got a couple of kids. Um I just try and be patient with him as much as I can. It's like, yeah, dude, like whatever it is I get it if you can be there you can be there if you can't you can't like it ain't no thing we're either
0: gonna have a banjo or we won't yeah for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I hope think hope you can make it Keith. I think he enjoys it is like I think that he really likes the uh, freedom of that of like he knows that he's welcome on any stage I'm at, at any point in time yeah doesn't matter what the fuck band it is and I think that trying to keep that patience with your friends with kids is important, but also, like, it's hard whenever it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I want to hang out, and you got kids, and that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, we kind of hyper focused on kids, but everybody's got their own thing. You know, you mm-hmm. might have elder par- parents that you got to take care of. Oh, yeah,
1: you got me going in, man. You might have a
0: whole lot of different that's, shit. That's
1: uh, a Sydney, my fiance, partner. Uh, her and I are both in strong agreement that we're not having kids. We've got a very large extended family, and there's so many kids. We got plenty of them. That's enough. Y'all have them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll see them when I see them, but I ain't trying to deal with that, and I don't hold any judgment. You know, like it's people get to live their lives the way they want to, and that's yeah. it's beautiful.
0: Well, uh, statistically, our I guess I saw this on a meme or a uh, newspaper article or something. Uh, it must have been a meme. Let's not pretend like I read the fucking newspaper. Oh, for newspaper. sure. Um, but it looks like, uh, how do they classify this? Reproduction or childbirth or whatever for our generation. I'm same, close to you. I'm 37. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's way down for our age group. I'm sure. Because, you know, the cost of living has gone up. We've well, seen we've seen so much shit since we were kids. You know, it started so with nine eleven and too. it's <laughs> just gotten so much worse after that. And uh I, I think it's a social thing, but there's yeah. also some uh some some worries that there might be a genetic issue inside the human species gene pool. Like right. we're just slowing down. We don't have the need or the desire to uh to reproduce at this point. Well, and a lot of people in our age group are just opting out of having kids. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, you got a large family. There's lots of kids already. Yeah. I don't need to contribute.
1: It's it's <laughs> tough, too, with this... Uh, apocalyptic, as everything seems all the time. Right. It's hard to want to bring anybody else into that, for me, is that it almost seems mean yeah. to bring somebody into my life. Like, nobody deserves that. Um. I know that I got my dad's genes in me, and I don't want to do that to anybody else either. <laughs> you know, like, right. <laughs> it's, I know what I went through, and I know I had to do it again. I would perpetuate that cycle un- for sure.
0: We're unpacking all the skeletons tonight, Yeah, absolutely. Folks. Oh, no, this <laughs> ain't no skeleton.
1: Anybody that knows knows that, like, there's uh, <laughs> difficult relationships there.
0: Um, well, I just did an interview with... Uh, a gentleman from uh, casa and it's child advocacy something or other i can put it in the show notes like i can't remember the full name but basically what they do is they go out and they help families that have been i guess indicted with child abuse charges yeah um and they are there to represent the child and to make sure that the family gets put together whole That's beautiful at the end of it um but the point uh, or the connection to to what we're talking about here is that there are so many children that end up in foster care that and I have a friend actually that's uh, been a, a foster parent or a uh, I can't remember the term for it but he his, his him and his wife have brought in children and take, taken care of them until they were placed into an actual adoption situation a foster home I yeah. guess is what it is and I can't think of any better way to help society than to do something like that. So, for people that are holdouts, and maybe they wait too long, and for the sure. biological clock goes away.
1: It ain't too late to help.
0: Never too late to help. You know, you could be well into your 50s and still be a foster parent. For sure. You know, or, uh, yeah, foster parent. Well, or no,
1: I've, I've thought about that often. It's like, if we did ever decide that right. we changed our minds, we can adopt, the bloodline doesn't got to continue. Right. My sister's got kids <laughs> They can do it We're good Yeah we're yeah. fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well uh, Clayton move us into the, the music a little more We we made it right, to you know, uh, track going. 6
1: Track 6 Dreams That one's a bummer God damn These next couple are sad um,
0: So we went from angry To understanding it might be a little bit my fault
1: mm-hmm. Now we're into Dreams Dreams is kind of just wallowing in that Of Everything's my fault <laughs> it, it, it uh was really me trying to uh, it's me and my friends are narcissistic and have delusions of grandeur a lot of times where it's it seems like things are a little too coincidental to not be affected by our mindset. I've been dreaming song kind of spawned from that concept of there's too many coincidences happening where it'd be like we're talking about something and be like that's funny it'd be really crazy if that happened and it it keeps happening keeps happening and then dreams kind of went into that of um that's the opening line is I've been dreaming again and all my dreams come true why can't I dream about you and like trying to get into that of if I, if my thoughts do control reality, then why can't I control the thoughts?
0: <laughs> um, I know it's weird. Um, um, but that that makes that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually yeah, a it, pretty poetic line there. Um, I like it.
1: I got a. When I lived in Kansas City, I lived um, with this couple, Matt and Melissa Weinman. Um, they are the weirdest people that I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Like they're so fucking crazy. I love like they're. I love them. I love them to death. And I would tell them to their face that they're batshit. But sounds like they probably know. <clears throat> they know. They're very. They embrace weird. it. <laughs> but they really got me into uh, trying to tap into some of that more um, spectral, lyrical concepts of trying to get out of the same. She left me and I'm sad. <laughs> that I've been into in my life, and like that song, still digs really deep into the. She left me and I'm sad, but tries to touch on some more crazy ideas in the middle of it.
0: And what took you up there? What took me up where? Uh, Kentucky, right?
1: Uh, Kansas City. Ken- excuse me. Kansas no, City. no, it's all good.
0: What took you up Starts to Kansas? What took you up to Kansas City? I had some friends um in
1: a band, Good time Charlie, that were recording a record um they'd asked if I'd come play some stuff on it um I did, and then I loved it like I just love Kansas City it's a beautiful place, and just didn't leave I was <laughs> hung out for several years. I'm
0: trying to remember the name of a uh, the one time I've been to Kansas was a a very small airfield on the way to Colorado Springs. And I mean, it is in the middle of nowhere. I believe
1: that there's a lot of nowhere. In there.
0: <laughs> we were, uh, me and my buddy grant, we're taking a a little Cessna from, uh, Parker County, uh, airfield, little that bitty, little bitty Man. airport. And, uh, we took it from there. We went up to Kansas and I've got a picture somewhere of us <laughs> standing in front of the, uh, little one terminal the airport terminal and it's got the name of the airport there maybe i can dig that up but we stopped off there and i mean dude in every direction just nothingness (laughs) and the only reason we stopped is because i i got on the 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 microphone with grant and i said dude when are you stopping for fuel and he was like i think we can make it and I was like, No, well, nah, dude. You might have enough fuel, but I ain't got enough nah, room in dude. my bladder. We we're gonna have to put this thing down. He's like, Oh shit, man, you should have said something. So I we- don't
1: play with I think in an airplane either.
0: <laughs> well, I was riding with a real cowboy. Yeah. I'm kidding. He he's very thorough. And if he thought we could make it that day, <laughs> sure he he was right. Sure. But uh anyway, we stopped there in Kansas. That was my one experience. And uh, I just remember the girl that was at the uh I think they call it an FSO. We walked in there to uh, get a little fuel, and she was just the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. She probably wasn't a day over twenty-five, she yeah. was a young girl, but very, very sweet. And uh, that—that's it. That's all oh, I know so about Kansas.
1: I wish the, like we figured out where that was. I grew up. In I'll the dig it up. Panhandle.
0: I'll dig it up, or I'll call Grant.
1: Cool. cool. Perfect. Yeah, I grew up uh, North Amarillo, and um,
0: what? What's there? I th- I thought.
1: A lot of nothing.
0: Texas just turns into a black hole after Amarillo, <laughs> it right? It is
1: quite a black hole. I grew up in a town called Spearman, Texas.
0: And just cows About, running wild.
1: There's no sure. fences anywhere. It, it's <laughs> quite a lot like that. <laughs> I think the when I was in high school, there were 1,500, 2,000 people, and it's gone down since. Damn. Not, that not is much small. out there Yeah, it's a tiny town. and um, But with um, it being out there in the middle of nowhere, it's about 40 miles from the Oklahoma border. And it's just right there in the Oklahoma Panhandle. It isn't much either. Little strip, yeah. So, um, a lot of like. How many um, miles is that? The Oklahoma the, Panhandle? The, the, the
0: little strip. Uh, up I to have Kansas. no idea. Can't, can't well, be. Let's
1: look it up, actually. it can't be I'm more than like 80 interested. miles. No, it's not much. And um, that's what I was saying is, um, a lot of our, like, um, I was on the swim team in high school. Uh, and we would do a lot of, um, Michael Phelps shit? No,
0: I wasn't that good. I <laughs> wish, man. You wear the Speedo? Did you shave your legs?
1: Um, I didn't shave my legs. We Worse. had little compression shorts. <laughs> we had we had the Speedos whenever we were younger, but with it being like small town Texas.
0: Right, right. Is Better not shave your legs. The
1: boys weren't, <laughs> weren't too big on... It was... Right. <laughs> oh, I, it looks like it's like 30 miles. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, oh, my Damn, God. that's crazy. Yeah,
1: so um, we would often do like swim meets and uh football games and all kinds of shit with um small towns in both oklahoma panhandle and like um southwestern kansas um i'm very familiar with the area i've spent so much time out there yeah And in kansas city it's funny that we got in kansas because i lived in kansas city missouri and there's such dicks about the Missouri Kansas thing
0: <laughs> what? like hey man i didn't name so your city so
1: mean about it yeah no it's hilarious there's been uh, i've been to a few shows out there with like a larger touring acts i don't remember what the last one was but they're like meet clayton
0: he's from Kansas
1: City oh no 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 i'm talking about in Kansas City oh. <laughs> like going just going to sea shows and people will be like oh it's so good to be in Kansas and if you're on the Missouri side they'll straight up boo like they hate it they're so mean
0: <laughs> people are it's, weird man.
1: i get it is like um it is a beautiful town and i understand like i we i've made jokes about kansas city the only city i've been to in america where like the general population dressed like tourists
0: <laughs> <is>.
1: <laughs> everywhere you walk they've all got kansas city hats on or kansas city shirts it just says kc like they're often sports branded but they're often not too is like there's like there's so many of them they're just like I live in Kansas City and I love it. <laughs> and I I guess that's part of what drew me to it coming from Texas is like people are like that down here about the whole state, you know what I mean? Is it's much more of a state pride thing, but Kansas City it's so localized where they're just like we're from yeah. Kansas City and you need to know it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Nick, my friend I was talking about earlier, Riyaboys, uh he works with me too. And we just we travel the country, like we go everywhere for work. Um I'm always saying the wrong thing. Just constantly putting my foot in my mouth everywhere we go. And um, he's uh much more charismatic than I am, much yeah. more charming. So he gets us out of all these situations all the time. <laughs> with strangers. It's so it's so funny to me, is with with strangers typically speaking, he's much more diplomatic and able to handle these types of situations and then in our personal lives is like all of our friends and family they just let me do say or do whatever the fuck I want to all the time (laughs) and they're like oh you're so funny and anytime Nick says anything they're like you're the worst person that I've ever met it's like a role reversal (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's hilarious um often they're the same things like we got the same brain you know as we have the same thoughts and ideas a lot of the time and same comments but if I say them, our friends like them. If he says them, they don't. <laughs> and I love it personally; like it works really well for me.
0: I was apologizing my ass off this week to somebody, saying like, "Hey man, I'm. I hope I didn't piss you guys off because I I just missed the social cues. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. Not my thing. I have trouble with. I'm that. thinking about
1: other shit. Dog. I
0: I promise you, yeah. I mean good things. I want positive vibes, but sometimes I just say crazy shit. <laughs> for sure. I was uh. Do you mind if
1: I get another beer? I'm, I'm going to
0: get you another beer right oh. now. Um, let me finish this thought, yeah. though. Um, I got invited to the Jerry Jonestown Massacre podcast. Nice. Have you ever heard of that one? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm a.
0: Yeah. Dude, excellent. <laughs> and it is. By many, many different measures, the largest podcast in North Texas. Yeah. And I'm sitting with this dude, and we're talking about missing social cues, right? right. Saying wrong shit at the wrong time and right. not meaning what you said or having it interpreted differently. Well, <coughs> this guy is complimenting me on the show. He's, he's telling me, you know, I like Fort Worth Roots. It's very structured, and, you know, I, I have a lot of appreciation for that. And, and I said, yeah, man, but... I like y'all's bullshit. Right. I I love the bullshit that y'all got going on. And and to me, I was trying You're to, giving him a compliment, but they give didn't the guy hear it. A yeah, for
1: sure. I'm terrible about it, man.
0: The, the the good thing was the saving graces. my buddies from the Funky Panther were were sitting in the same room with me, recording with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chad he he gets on the mic and he goes, Andrew meant that as a compliment. And I was so fucking glad that he said that, because it did two things. One, it corrected everything, right? Right. But the second thing was, yo, bro, you missed that social (laughs) cue. So, anyway, shout out, Chad. Thanks for saving my ass. (laughs) Yeah, homies are good. (laughs) It's got an address. Yeah. And it kind of looks like a house. Yeah, it's a weird setup, man. This used to be a daycare for, like, a decade. Cool. Cool. Isn't that weird to think about? Like, <laughs> I see don't know. It, it yeah, trips me yeah, out. I Totally see it. But uh, it's it's been a lot of things uh, before and after that, and now, you know, I kind of walked you around the studio and showed you my idea for things. But I'm trying to keep it very vague because I want to bring in artists like yourself mm-hmm. and go, "Hey, what can we do with this?" For sure. And I want to occupy the the smallest amount of space. I want to just this right here, and I'm gonna deck it out and do shit with it. And I've had other uh, recording situations in the past and I I feel like this one is the most lacking out of all of them for yep. some reason, but I think it's just because it doesn't feel like home yet. You're yeah. actually the first person I've recorded with here. Oh, nice. So Breaking it in. Cheers. Um, <laughs> first guess. To me,
1: I don't know, the space and the gear and shit like that really matters to me as much as the content you know what I mean like 100% you're putting out good shit it doesn't matter
0: there's a place called Orb Recording Studios mm-hmm. and uh, Matt nevesky the uh, bassist for Blue October and uh, he's got his own band Icarus Bell he invited me to his studio and I walked into this place and from the outside it doesn't look like shit it just yep. looks like a typical I don't know office building right you walk into the doors and immediately you're just like this is special. Right. I don't know what it is. I can't quantify it. I can't explain it. But there is something warm about those walls. Hell yeah. And and because of that, I got kind of obsessed with studio spaces. And eventually, I would like this to to feel like that. And I'd, oh, it I'd,
1: could very easily be built into something
0: nice. The, the, the way I've got it set up right now, I'd, I think this, actually, the area that we're in, should just be a lounge yeah and there should be some cool shit a lot of chairs some couches that's what this space really needs to be but
1: what you ought to do is build a little booth in there somewhere you're talking about moving all the recording shit in there you build a little booth off the side and then once you're making money you can hire me Come record the board for you. There
0: you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: that's my day to day. That's my. That's butter, the. Baby.
0: That's the producer, right? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't yeah, yeah. that be the producer position? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm trying to learn these terms yeah. and stuff, but um, yeah, I think it'd be cool to have somebody on the side doing the uh, Joe Rogan Jamie thing, right? Sure. In that yeah, kind of the spot. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> you. Uh, um, I listen to a lot of. Uh, comedy bang bang i don't know if you fuck with that at all it's stupid it's quite stupid but they their producers quite often pipe in it's so funny i, I, I like the
0: um side commentary yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't know I, I like the environment that uh the podcast structures seem to build is it it feels significantly different than like radio shows
0: there's something special about it right yeah, it's i mean nice. it's it's not no nobody's calling the shots no, no it feels the, a little bit creator. more personal and the, a little
1: bit more um
0: homey you know yeah the creator gets to have full control of the show mm-hmm. rather than a team of people telling him how to do shit call the shots whatever
1: for sure which like
0: more authentic
1: i'm still a i'm a sucker for sports radio uh i'm a ticket guy a lot but, of people
0: in here are going to appreciate that. Yeah,
1: I get stuck. Yeah, <laughs> but,
0: I've, I've I've just never been big on sports, but yeah. even not giving a shit about sports, I can still listen to the t- the ticket and enjoy it.
1: So. Yeah, they're they're wildly entertaining, and that yeah. helps. Um, I'm also like, I'm that's, just,
0: God, has that been going for thirty years? I mean, that's has like around that, forever. Yeah, it's been a long time. We grew up with that.
1: I uh, I moved to fort worth until probably the first time i lived here was in 2009 no maybe 2010
0: so you just got here
1: somewhere around there and then i left for a few (laughs) years and came back three or four years ago i moved back to kansas city or moved back to fort worth in um february 2020 um Oh, not a good time. not a good time. It was, like, (laughs) at the time, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, all my friends that, like, I grew up with, like, playing shows with. Like, even living up north, we came to Dallas and played shows and came to Fort Worth and played shows all the time. So, like, I know a lot of people around here. It seemed like whenever I moved back, all those friends were really starting to pop off and, like, things were going well for everybody. And I was like, this is great. Like, my family is like finally starting to be appreciated um i can enjoy that and then not a month after we moved into that house everything shut down (laughs) um that put everything at a standstill this was like i was really looking forward to coming back and like making a big show it's like hell yeah i'm back in town bitches and (laughs) kicking in the door and that didn't happen
0: well, <laughs> things I mean, never go the for, way you want them to. For you and everybody else in the music industry, man, it was a it was a bitch.
1: It was rough. It um, required a lot of reevaluation on my part. Is I've lived my entire adult life like working side gig every once in a while, mostly just trying to make money off of playing shows and being a shit bag. <laughs> Does <laughs> that pay
0: know. well? No, it is
1: fun. It doesn't pay well at all, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a lot of fun. Um, I moved back here, and when everything shut down, uh, it had been a couple of months before that that I'd been working with the boys doing the focus group stuff um,
0: for the hotels.
1: Yeah, we work for lawyers and stuff like that mostly. Oh, okay, it's super boring. All the audio
0: shit. Yeah, five running, cables everywhere. Oh yeah, we're,
1: <laughs> we've got a. We're running things on Dante now, so I've had so I've had to learn networking and all that shit. we running a bunch of PTZ cameras. It's a hell of a setup, but. Um,
0: Maybe when I'm ready to start doing a live presentation, for you the, should definitely for the podcast. Talk to us. Okay, we will. I've got an in.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: We're good. It's
1: it helps too. Is like it's just my friends that are involved like um laura the lady that owns the company that we work for specifically um she has just hired all of my friends every la- like it's all rye right, boys
0: nice <laughs>
1: yeah it's like, it's all, all 30 right, boys. or
0: 40 of them
1: not all not all 30 and 40 of us there's <laughs> i think there's seven or eight of us nice that have been working for her um but it's great. Is anytime I go out, like I'm just hanging out with my friends, driving around, hanging out with my friends. Um, it makes the monotony of all the rest of it so inconsequential. Of don't care about any of it. It's like get to hang out with my friends. Like whenever we're done here, we get to go to the bar, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> we
0: went. Uh, You're making it not sound like work, dude. It it yeah. We get in trouble. Be careful, for it a lot. she might no, listen. You and she's going to. Why and, am I like, paying you? They <laughs> <laughs>
1: the uh our partners all get pretty frustrated with this i think about it too it's too much fun and everybody hates their jobs and we don't (laughs) and i think that people don't like that people like hearing (laughs) you don't like hearing like oh yeah like i love my job (laughs) but i do
0: no i i think you're right man people don't like uh somebody else that's got a better fit than they do yeah Let's dive back in the music for a minute. What do we make it do? Track yeah, seven? Sense.
1: I think so. We are we did dreams, yeah. Seven man, it gets it gets darker.
0: Let's go. Let's um, do this.
1: Seven is how do you deal? And it is about your friends. it's not about any specific friend. I've lost a lot of friends to addiction, a lot a lot of friends to Specifically heroin And That's What that song Is all about Is Trying to come to terms With You got your friends Where you You talk to them Every once in a while Something seems off But You ignore it And you're like They're fine Everything's fine And like I don't know if it's out of um, Selfishness Or if it's out of Ignorance Or Yeah, just like not wanting to stir the pot. die um that's specifically what that song is about is trying to figure out how to cope with that how to how do you live with yourself knowing that you could have done something and you did at
0: Um, the end of the day there's only so much you can do right for sure and uh talking to Dustin over at uh Jerry on Time Massacre He was just talking about How there's uh, Still Right now here in this area There's a And I would have Never known this Had I not talking to him But uh, a, a large issue With the cocaine Being cut with fentanyl, fentanyl And yeah, it is it's dropping a, Musicians left and right Like crazy Local musicians For I'm sure. not talking about National celebrities Absolutely um, Our friends Right here In North Texas Joe Savage That's it Um Hmm He's actually still alive I just talked to him
1: Yeah for sure I wasn't (laughs) saying he's dead I was saying I saw him A couple years It might have been Last year The year before He wrote uh, An essay about Is
0: um, it the The journal?
1: Yeah And it was something about El Camino Journal Cocaine And Dealing with The It's not even pressure Like pressure isn't The right word He goes into it A lot more eloquently Than I will But um,
0: I'll get with Joe See if I can yeah talk to him about it Find a link for, for the story you're talking <laughs> he about goes, He goes
1: pretty in depth about uh, The struggles of Just it's everywhere It's it, Whenever you're playing music Everybody's got cocaine all the time um, It seems so casual And it seems So um, easy And you don't see the other side of that Of them being at home um, Especially with this fentanyl issue that's been Going on is People don't think about it They don't like they, they don't ever question where it's coming from They don't ever question what's in it They're just like oh yeah whatever I'll take some cocaine It's like Tylenol um, For sure uh, it, It's quite unfortunate um, Yeah That's also Right in there with My friends are dying from drugs And it sucks is that one of the tracks yeah that's how do you deal that's number seven seven I think. we're almost there we're almost done um, yeah I mean I could go on about it for hours but yeah I'm tired of losing my friends
0: so what's the what's the social solution I mean I that's a pretty shitty question to ask I For mean, this, sure. this is obviously important to you but
1: what, I wish what can I we do i mean that is that's the whole song is posing that question you know is it isn't there's i don't in the context of the album i don't come to a significant conclusion at all it very much ends with a help somebody tell me yeah i wish i knew i have um struggled with trying to find the balance between um, helpful and enabling. Um, in some cases, I feel like I've got it. In some cases, I very much fucked it up. Um, I think that the best you can do is just be there for people. Let, let people know they're loved. Let people know that they got people in their corner.
0: There's a lot of proponents that um on the side of we should legalize all the drugs so that it can I'm be all for it. Well, uh regulated. Absolutely. Do you think that with what you're talking about, if cocaine, since we're talking about that, was legalized and therefore regulated and controlled, do you think that you would have lost friends still to cocaine?
1: Yeah, but I think it would be significantly lessened. I mean, like, there's not... Regardless of legalization or not, people that... There are some people that just have that in them of needing more. um, They're going to abuse it no matter what. They're going to abuse it no matter what.
0: Whether 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 it's legal or not.
1: They're still going to get it. Yeah, it has no weight on it. The benefits of legalization there to me is at least you know what it is. Right. Um, that seems pretty huge. Um, I know that there have been great successes in other countries with at the very least decriminalization if not full-on legalization of uh, just giving people, making it not so shady to where if people need to ask for help they can do it without feeling like they're going to be in prison for the rest right. of their lives. Yeah, As I know, like man, I went too far. I need help. You know, it's got to be so scary yeah. to to be at the uh, point in your life where you're like, I don't, I can't get out of it. I'm sick any time that I wake up, and I don't have drugs. Like if I don't, I don't have my heroin, then I'm sick, and I can't get out of that. And to be so scared of asking for help because of the combination of social stigma and Uh, legal ramifications like what do you do there
0: yeah takes away some options
1: yeah especially it's like at that point like there's there's plenty of people dealing with addictions that have got money but most people I know don't have money and they don't have the option to go off to some rehab center in New Mexico
0: beautiful New Mexico yeah, sitting on top of a golf course yeah it's like
1: oh it's really it's a lot easier to not do drugs whenever I have someone bringing me sparkling water every 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. I, The people that I know don't have these
0: luxuries. I feel good right now, but don't make me go back to that office with Bob and Roger. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to make it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the solution. I, I am strongly in favor of. Decriminalization and legalization. Of I think the beautiful idea
0: of uh, making something illegal is that it's going to go away, mm-hmm. but it's not.
1: It doesn't work that way. It's not the way it works. It it really just doesn't work that way, and it's um, struggle. That I mean, like we can get into it. You can delete it if you want to.
0: Nah, we're but,
1: good. But uh, I feel like it runs along the same. Concepts is the uh, the guns issues. People are on one side saying we gotta outlaw guns. People on the other side saying that everybody needs guns. And like at this point, I feel like the same way as drugs is like the guns ain't going anywhere, regardless of whether, regardless of whether it was a good idea in the first place to have guns and to, to build arsenals of the level that we have. Done fucking matter. We we blew it <laughs> you know like they're everywhere um
0: man i i swing hard for the fences trying to keep this show away from politics but I get it. but you're right and also i think lately the issue for me anyway i mean i don't like the fact that anybody is hurting anybody in right. any capacity right But the thing that drives me nuts is losing children in our schools. For sure. And um, the real shit of it is people are soaking busy arguing on who is right and who is wrong. Guns or no guns. That we lose sight of the idea that what we want is our children to be safe. And so the... (laughs) The sensical question needs to be asked. If we can keep guns out of banks, airports, federal buildings.
1: Why not schools?
0: It just doesn't make sense. And it's bullshit. I agree completely. It's bullshit that people are so wrapped around, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, that we can't just say, why don't we lock these things down, put steel around them, put armies in front of them, Put checkpoints at the, every door, whatever you got to do. I don't give a shit what it is. Agreed. I don't care how crazy it sounds. It
1: seems like it should be the highest priority. We
0: need to take care of our kids. For sure. And it's actually, if you had a sally port, which most of the schools here in North Texas do, you walk through one door, you got to have access to that door. For sure. If somebody is not there manning the door, that door is magnetically sealed. You cannot get through it. If you're an outsider, you got to press a button. And somebody comes on the intercom, and they say, what can I do for you? If you don't have a legitimate reason to be there, you're not getting past door one. Right. If you do have a legitimate reason to be there, you can go past door one. But there is still door three in the way. Now, you can go into door two. That's administration. Sure. And those people can help you with whatever you need. And then you can go right back out door one. But nobody is getting past door three unless you need to go see a kid, which, what are, what's your reason? There's right. not one. Now, you take somebody and you stick them in that Sally port. They are standing right in the middle of one, two, and three. And if they've got any kind of harm or intent to harm in their heart, then this person, this dedicated individual who knows he's protecting the lives of everybody in that school, can stop anybody.
1: I mean, like, that's it! Make that's it as it. simple as a passcode.
0: No, you new know? passcode. I want rusty veteran. I want oh, no, a retired about, as far Vietnam rusty veteran right as there in the Sallyport
1: for <laughs> the veteran being able to open the door. Oh sure, it's sure. like don't even give him a card. You know what I mean? Like right, that can it's be a passcode right.
0: Now we're getting to like Mission Impossible territory. We're oh, considering yeah, sure. other factors. Yeah, you yeah,
1: know, you just got you got the wheel spinning now. Right, but I mean,
0: <laughs> we already have this in North Texas. Most of these schools have these Sally Port systems already set up, and we Ugh. also have campus police officers, and they're great, and they do a wonderful job.
1: The high school I went to, in the let's Panhandle capitalize on that, was uh, built in the midst of Cold War paranoia. <laughs> so it's a straight up bombshell, like this windowless, like it is Ice. a. A fortress <laughs> um, i love it <laughs> it's like i don't understand. protect our kids yeah for sure and, and like at the time i thought this is overboard this is crazy like y'all are doing too much yeah um looking at it now i'm like hey yeah. <laughs> this is the right idea huh they're
0: talking about nuclear bombs in new york i mean yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Well, um, at very least, we need to get past our political talking points. And that's the reason I try to keep the bullshit out of Fort Worth Roots. Because so many people have chosen to identify. They have chosen to wrap their personal identity around these politics. I don't want to touch it. The real gotta, issue is we need to protect our kids. And, and it's got very a simple. I song
1: for you, man.
0: Is it on the list?
1: It's not on the list. Tell me this about it. This is a whole different one. It. Um I, I oh, man, is this it, has been such a struggle. It's not, is it done? It's done as fuck. Um <laughs> it's Clayton, I love you, man.
0: <laughs> I love <it> too much.
1: <laughs> um The whole concept of the song is um the um the narrator in this song is intentionally hyperbolic and kinda gross. And I was hoping that I'd gone over the top enough with it that people could understand that it's specifically, the rhetoric and the way that people are talking to each other is disgusting. Everyone I know has got a different idea On how we ought to live That's the whole lot, of if we agree I bet you get eight or nine out of ten What should we do with them other two? Hey man, I'm on the side of the loudest. Maybe we murder them or maybe we don't. I just ain't never been much for forgiveness. If they weren't so terrible, they'd know that we're right. They just weren't so goddamn oblivious. Yeah, it's made me go numb I'm gonna burst if I don't
0: see some
1: blood hey. um, The idea that just because somebody disagrees with you Makes them a bad person is insane Absolutely That's a terrible, terrible way to live your life
0: Well, it's a bad way to have a conversation as well
1: Yeah, it's... it's <clears throat> and what I've been trying to explain so much is like all my friends are fucking communists. <laughs> um, I, I, the, what I've been trying to get across is... Just because... You're good, but Just because... Somebody disagrees with you doesn't mean that you can't have a conversation with them. It doesn't mean that you can't find a way to bridge these gaps. And, and like, it
0: doesn't make them a bad person, It doesn't right?
1: make them a bad person. And if, if these political beliefs that you have are so strong that you feel like it's the most important thing in your life, then even at that point, just yelling at people and telling them that they're stupid isn't going to change anybody's mind. That's not going to help. Like, having an, an actual connection with somebody and, like, trying to hear how they got to their conclusions is incredibly important. You can't make any progress You can't Get anywhere without Everybody being on the same page Um, Anything past that Like As The most Elite Left coast Liberal And the most Hillbilly Redneck Conservative Fuck Like Either one of them have just as much agency and just as much right to their belief as anyone else and it's important like that's what our entire country is founded on is this concept of it's us it's not any individual's idea it's us and we lost it we lost it completely and it drives me insane
0: it's weird to watch right it's, I mean, yeah, it you hurts. sound like somebody that reflects on history. If you take note of the difficulties we've had as a human species, it makes the current era seem like fucking madness. And if you've ever seen the movie Idiocracy, for sure. it seems like we all want brondo so for plant's our great. plants, for our dogs, <laughs> for our faces. That we shower in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, we go to the doctor, and he doesn't know which tube to stick in our butt and one in our mouth. Right. And he doesn't. <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the bottom line is we need to be able to have a discussion without you losing your mind because you heard something on the view. For sure. Or, Bill O'Reilly's not still relevant but no. Fox News or whatever talking sure. point you I know I think
1: we're on to what's his name uh Tucker Carlson's the dude now uh, Tucker
0: Carlson is he oh yeah he He's is Fox, Fox News, news right? Guy right now yeah See, they're I, all the same I'm out me. of the Fox News loop
1: Yeah they I, they're all the same
0: The last news publication or production I ever subscribed to was uh uh, Robin Mead in the morning, did you ever see that? No idea what Oh that is. my God <laughs> five feet of just absolute beauty she nice. was she was <laughs> the smartest, most beautiful woman yeah. I've ever and I can't remember uh, what the the uh, political leaning was, but yeah. I want to say it was it was right of central right and uh she was she was a bombshell she was so <laughs> awesome. I don't know if she's I don't think she's still on the air, but yeah. God bless America. A bald eagle cried (laughs) every time that show started. She was just she was the shit.
1: I try and And that was
0: it. That was two thousand and (laughs) seven. Oh yeah, that's it. I watched it every morning at work.
1: I try and stay fairly informed, but I pull I watch all of it. Like still Okay, like not uh, so much. I can't after take the, it, man. They
0: don't report news
1: after the. Uh, Here we are
0: now. This is the Fort Worth Roots political segment. <laughs> <Center. laughs> bum, 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 bum.
1: Um, I I don't know. Um, I got too deep in it for a little bit to where like uh, it was obsessive. So I've kind of laid off. But for a while there, I was just very much like trying to find mm-hmm. as many sources as I possibly could of like trying to see the angle from every side. Yeah, as like. At some point, I felt like I could come to a logical conclusion of what's actually happening, and it turns out it just confused me.
0: Well, the thing is, and this this is what really showed it up for me. When I came back from my first deployment, uh, this was 07. What branch did you serve in? Army. So this was 07, probably about the same time I was watching uh, Robin Mead in the morning. Um, but the headline for like a solid month right after we came back and it was a hairy deployment when we came back everybody was talking about Britney Spears shaving her head and I saw a pie chart somewhere and it will stick with me until the day they put me in the ground 98% of the media was covering either Britney Spears shaving her head or gas prices right the other 2% was news and somewhere in that tiny it's little exactly sliver, that 2%, was what we were doing overseas. Now, the whole time we were there in Iraq, we thought we were doing something important. Right. And then you come home, and you see the first clip yeah. of Britney Spears shaving her head. Yeah. And you're just like, and that, was, that, that, that right there was what cut me out.
1: I was about 10 minutes from being in the Army myself. Well, was, uh, I'm glad
0: you didn't, dude. Yeah, me too. It would have changed your world in a weird way. I, uh, <laughs> You would have liked alcohol a lot more.
1: My, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I promise. My ASVAB scores were uh, stupid. Like, they were too high, and uh, they were trying to get me into the... Like, too high, sir. You're too smart. Get out of here. They were trying to put me in intelligence and, like... Uh, Come back when we have the space specifically for Specifically, interrogation type shit yeah and um, like as like it was the day they took me to the that big um dallas meps yeah the Station. dallas yeah soldier factory that they got over there <laughs> yeah. and uh right
0: across from uh, the jfk yeah the yeah, yeah, same yeah. one yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i was in there all day did my physical do the whole do the whole dance walk like a duck and yep, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh they had the swearing in and i was playing around on my phone And it was the day that it had come out The whole waterboarding thing They (laughs) were calling it an an advanced interrogation technique Where they'd put a towel over somebody's face And simulate drowning
0: Oh Um, yeah, there was this whole thing Whether it was okay or not It came
1: out the day that I was supposed to go swear in And I said, fuck no I'm not going to go drown anybody, I'm out And I walked out the door and I never went back (laughs) But yeah, I was literally 10-15 minutes away from swearing into the army How old were you? 19 20 nineteen yeah. 20. right at that age where they can get you
0: <laughs> yeah for sure they got me I was uh, 20 when I uh, clocked in yeah
1: I um I think about back on it too. my um, my sister's husband is a he was a lieutenant in the Air Force I think he's retired now but um, as I was going through this whole process, he called me a couple of times and was like, Are you sure? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think this is what I want to do. And he's like, Are you sure about the, I don't, like, I know you, bud, and I don't know if this is, this is you. And I look back on it now, and I'm like, oh, He was just trying to tell me no, but he was being nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, to anybody listening to this, every single person that knew me very personally told me that it was not going to be a good idea because I could not listen to orders. I did mm-hmm. not like doing what other people told me to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Hot take. That's everybody at that age. Yep. Now, they <laughs> whipped my ass into shape and I turned it into a uh, uh, a three-year career and then did a, a little bit of time in the reserves. I made yeah. it to the, the very prestigious title of V5. So uh, not all bad and everybody yeah, can I- do it.
1: I have, uh, several friends that have, the military has been, like, been a great experience and a great leg up on life for a lot of people, um, it can change your life for the better or the worse, um, it's tough, as I struggle with feeling sometimes like it's a little bit manipulation of children, as I look back on for when sure. I'm... For when sure. I was 19 years old, I was a kid, dude. Right. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing.
0: No, it's and disgusting. It really
1: is. <clears throat> I, I struggle a lot with that. And then I see the good things it's done for people, and I see the bad things it's done for people, and well, it's and the same as everything else. It's complicated.
0: Maybe you can agree with me on this. Maybe you can't. But what I noticed from the people I was around in the military, because I got people all the time that say stupid shit like, well, he was in the military. He must be a good guy.
1: Yeah, it's It's not true. Nonsense.
0: Because... I think being put inside that pressure cooker of accountability and integrity or whatever what it does is it boils you down and it brings out your best or worst attributes. Right. It and shows
1: you who you are.
0: So we we had plenty of people, you know, they they made it to you know E5, E6, E7, mm-hmm. maybe they made it all the way to sergeant major. Um weren't necessarily good people. Yep. Uh so my point is If you go in there and you're a good person, it's going to do good things for you. For sure. If you go in there and you decide that you're going to be your own person and you're not going to try to learn anything or embrace the fundamentals of what the military stands for. uh, And when I say that, I'm not talking about what the government does with our military. I'm talking about what the military tries to do with the people that join right it's it's a legitimate effort to better a human
1: for sure and it's uh now
0: after that i don't know what happens but (laughs) 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 who knows anyway individual experiences may vary
1: yeah absolutely and what it really comes down to i think is uh your career path just doesn't have any weight on whether or not you're a good person
0: or not no it doesn't be better Let's get back into the music. We'll get back in the music. I'm Clayton. sorry, man. No, music, no, Clayton. I, I love these rabbit churros. That's what we do. But it's my job to bring us <laughs> yeah, back around.
1: Sure. I feel bad for you having to edit this shit.
0: No, no, it's uh, it's what I do. After that, <laughs> but I'm going to leave that in the recording for sure. All right, that, that's fine. <laughs> I I got no problem with people hearing what I got to say.
1: Um, friends is the next song. Eight, and that's when it, where we come. We start coming back around to like. Um, not being so fucking sad i'll never be a rich man but friends are worth more than a mortgage even if the memories we have all fade It's, it gets dark for a little bit there And Friends starts to turn it around It's um, Very clearly Specifically about friendship And about um, The bonds you get from um, Dealing with tough shit Is Going through something with people brings you closer together often and it's important to appreciate that it's important to
0: tell tell them you know like best let friends are the ones you know. pass time with while you're yeah, going yeah. through the shit for sure and
1: it's important to let them know and it goes off at the end there
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's a whole thing about it. I, I got in trouble a little bit with it Um There's a the tail end of it goes into this uh, we're never gonna die we got the devil on our side bit and my uh, mom's cousin very heavily involved in the church around this area and she mom had shown her the song and. She called her up And she was like I just want to make sure (laughs) He's he's talking about the devil I think the Satan's got him He's in trouble (laughs) And It's The devil ain't real It's like That's the whole Thing for me Is it, it was It's not a Not a literal Literal thing In the slightest It's Poking fun Um It is uh, the devil's a metaphor for people um, telling you what to do?
0: This was your aunt or your cousin that was highly concerned.
1: My, I guess my second cousin, my mom's second cousin,
0: it, somewhere in there, yeah. family anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was a little concerned about it. And no, I'm okay. I promise, I'm okay. <laughs>
0: if you're What's the next song?
1: <laughs> the next song. That's the last one. It's I remember, and that's what ties it all together. It's the one that's been going through started on the first song continued on the fourth and then on the last one it brings in those two parts that you heard initially and ties it all into an actual song and it really is mostly about um when we were kids we played music because we loved it um because it was fun um there were often times like, specifically with people that I hung around with is we would spend hours like it would be stay, we'd stay up all night hanging out in backyards just playing Roger Miller songs playing Merle Haggard whatever whatever you could think of you know like half time you didn't even know the song it was just like you're enjoying hanging out with your friends and you right. want to sing the top of your lungs because like, it feels good Yeah, um,
0: you're having fun you're in the moment
1: for sure, and as we get older, it everything has become more structured, and people have got their priorities of other things they got to do, and it's a constant. I got something tomorrow. Can't you know? I, uh, something's coming up yeah. all the time. Um, that's a this whole song is kind of just begging. Not just to other people, but to myself as well, of like, try and live a little bit more spontaneously. Try and love what you got while you got it.
0: I remember.
1: gotta go to work tomorrow who fucking cares like you you can be tired from work one day I, right. i've done it lots of times and like it sucks yeah. but like it's one day it's one day go to sleep the
0: next day it's also dangerous yeah but it's worth yeah, it for it.
1: sure <laughs> uh, like it, nobody should take my advice but i'm, I'm still asking you no too. i
0: i do it too man i, I do it too I'll, yeah. I'll have a function where i i do not feel like i can I, I just can't miss this event, or I can't miss this engagement. You know what I mean? And so I'll, I'll sacrifice some, some very deserved and, and needed sleep in um, order to do that. But yeah, I I get what you. I'm bad saying. about
1: sleep, but we need to be better. <laughs> we all do. Yeah.
0: Um, I had a segue for that.
1: derail things it's my whole this no whole
0: vibe. no you you did <laughs> you did great this entire recording thanks for talking to me man. um get the thing i wanted to uh so similar to what you're talking about with uh, how things change as we get older the passage of time is also uh, kind of running parallel with this whenever you're a child Um, You don't have a frame of reference. It's kind of like sitting on a boat and looking out at the ocean. There's nothing out there. You have no frame of reference. Whenever you're one years old, two, three, whenever you can kind of conceptualize things, time moves differently because you don't have anything to compare it to. I'm messing this up.
1: You're doing a great job. but Anyway, you, you, you you, you don't understand how much time... You got, and how much like when you're younger, it seems very much like time is infinite, and like there's no there's no end to it. And the older you get, you realize it's like there there ain't that much. It's it's gonna get shorter. Yeah, it's I see it now all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's every day. It's like ah oh, like. Today's gonna be the one, huh?
0: And we're we're in a race, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. From from infancy all the way up to sure. I think age twenty five. We we want to get to the next age. Yeah, absolutely. Right. When you're uh fourteen you are 14 you want to be sixteen so you can get that driver's license. Yeah. When you're sixteen, you wanna be well I guess eighteen's gone because used yeah. to eighteen was when you could buy a pack of smokes. Right. And then twenty one was okay, now I can buy alcohol and I think then
1: you can still gamble at eighteen. I don't know, they only like do it in Texas. Maybe.
0: I don't know, but and then twenty five was the last good one because that's when your insurance was supposed to go down, right? Right, (laughs) Right. and then after that, it's like, all right, what's next? Well, now you just get older.
1: You rich fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about insurance over here,
0: right? Privileged. You got insurance, (laughs) yeah, on your
1: car. No, I uh, loser. (laughs) I look forward to getting old. I think some days, some days, some days I don't. You know, yeah, I am. Certainly don't feel disadvantaged by my age at this point and that feels good. I don't got anything that I feel like holding me back with it when you you know like you got those issues being younger and then I feel like people get old and they're like I'm too old to do anything anymore and I don't I don't feel any of that that's pretty cool
0: well the connection I was trying to make with the uh, time relevance mm-hmm. or whatever is that uh, emotionally, we go through something kind of similar. When we're children, it's easier for us to capture joy because we're not carrying as much guilt or humility or pain. And uh, naturally, as you go through life, you accumulate these things. You start to kind of pack a bag full of this bullshit that you just carry with you. And uh, so... For that reason, I really appreciate what you're doing there. Your album is uh is a message of understanding i, d- I don't think that uh intentionally you didn't arrive at any conclusions in your no. album, but the most important thing to me I found with music i I seem to really latch on to music whenever i'm going through some hard shit yeah. you know what i mean For like sure. i mean uh very uh powerful uh, connection to music whenever i need it uh i find it whenever i'm struggling and at any rate uh the connection i feel to music is is amplified whenever i'm struggling and and this album is it seems to me from an outsider's perspective and after you've described it is just kind of talking about the the struggle of of being a human, being a person, and just trying to get through the shit—that's
1: uh, certainly on many different,
0: many different levels.
1: It's tough. Everybody's everybody's got a tough day. <laughs> <laughs> um, think about that. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's it's very important to consider that anybody's being a dick to you if you, you're coming across. It's like somebody cuts you off. stuff stop sign whatever it's entirely possible that their mom just died you know like who knows what people are going through and just try and consider the weight of your own existence and how tough that's been because I know that regardless of who you are it's been tough like being alive is hard it's fucking hard um, trying to consider that it's just as hard for everybody else
0: yeah amen everybody that's uh, you know we're all in the same social climate we're all sure. feeling that same pressure of bullshit so try not to freak out that guy cuts you off or flips you the bird You mm-hmm. <laughs> might have just found his boss sleeping with his girlfriend it's entirely right? possible <laughs> Clayton, where can people find your? Uh, are you are you pretty active on social media or?
1: Um, I just started Twitter a few days ago, Um I've been. What's your what's your, what's your, your tweeter? Let's handle. figure that out.
0: Let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and while you're looking that up, Clayton Smith's new album. What's the name of it? Stranger. That is yours. That is not the Rye Boys. That's not Bl- Band no, of Laredo. I,
1: did. I wrote, performed, recorded, mixed, mastered. The whole damn thing. Every last bit of it, I did it. I'm. I'm That's incredible. I hate. To, That's like, awesome. I'm proud of it. You, know, you like, should it's, be. It's, I'm
0: proud o- that I did that because shit. Because I've listened to it, and it's, it's <laughs> um, good. You like, mixed it well. It
1: sounds very well recorded. It's it's tough with some of it. It's like... A lot of the reason I did it myself is it's pretty strongly modeled after uh, Red-Headed Stranger and a lot of those um, mid-70s country recordings that I love so much. Like I'm a huge John Prine, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, Guy Clark. That whole era is pretty big for me as far as country music itself is concerned. And I was trying to make something that had that vibe of the situation that I, I pictured. I guess is your your dad just died? You're going through his shit. And you come across this tape, and you're like, Ah, I always hated his music. I guess I should give it a shot though. Like, see what see what's on here. And then for a minute, you're like, Ah, oh, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. And then. Next thing you know, you're crying on the living room floor and your wife walks in, she's like, What the hell's going on here? and you're like, You just gotta listen and you're both crying on the living room floor together and hugging and everything. You feel a little sad, but then you feel a lot better. And that was that was the intent was to try and get that picture across. So it's like very intentionally kind of um rough sounding yeah to try and get that vibe across, and that was a lot of reason that I recorded it myself. It's like asking a producer of any worth to do this is an insane question. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be so mean of like can you make it sound worse, please? Like will you make it sound just a little bit worse? I can't do that to somebody so like well
0: i I understand your intent, but the quality <laughs> of what you have made is excellent. Uh, So this is Clayton Smith produced, Clayton Smith uh, recorded at the Clayton Smith recording studio, and uh,
1: Clayton Rye Smith is the Twitter, and to be be completely honest, if you really want to follow any of it, just follow the band Laredo, because Lucas and Aaron are in charge of all the social media stuff on that, and they're incredibly supportive Anything that I do They'll they'll post So
0: is to. it uh, The band Laredo On Instagram The
1: band Laredo It's on Instagram It's on Facebook YouTube TikTok uh, Literally all of it If you just look up The band Laredo You'll okay. be able to find it
0: L-A-R-E-D-O um,
1: I would be remiss Not to mention it at all We've got an EP Coming out Quite soon With the band Laredo We're doing a um, CD release party At The post On October 7th
0: October seventh, okay. And
1: it's gonna be awesome.
0: Make sure it's you, gonna be so much fun. When you post about it, tag Fort Worth Roots in it, and I'll make Absolutely. sure it gets to I got the page
1: you. Um They're doing such a good job. Like I'm so proud of these boys. They're working hard. Um, I'm quite useless at <laughs> promotion and like social media and the whole that whole bit is I'm a music guy. I like playing the music and I it's like most the, musicians the creative side of yeah. all of it like that's that's my wheelhouse and i'm fortunate to be surrounded by these boys that like not only have that creative side in them but are actually capable of helping us turn this into a little bit more of a business well if like,
0: anybody else from the the band laredo wants to be on the Fort Worth Roots let me know yeah i'll we'll talk to we'll them they'll we'll have fun For sure
1: you'd love lucas he's the best
0: <laughs> can't wait to can't, can't wait to meet lucas he's awesome well clayton thank you for Absolutely. being on the fort worth roots thank podcast you for having me and uh you know anything y'all need to promote let me know and we'll be happy to share it with
1: our people awesome i greatly appreciate it
0: fort worth roots thank y'all for listening and we will see you next week huge thank you to our new friend clayton smith for being on the fort worth roots podcast please come back Please come back. Bring your friends from the band Laredo, and let's do it again. And I think everybody that just listened to the last hour of this recording will agree with me. i got to limit my beer intake. It sounded like the wheels were about to fall off <laughs> right there towards the uh, the last 45 minutes or so. Uh, I was entertained by it, and I was kind of just telling on myself uh, for getting drunk on the show. So, I <laughs> <laughs> hope you all enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun with this episode. Clayton is an incredibly... Uh, talented gentleman but he's also a lot of fun very sincere individual these are the kind of people you want to hang out with uh, the Rye Boys and Band Laredo is where you can find Clayton Smith on social media he says go to the Band Laredo Facebook and Instagram all that good stuff you can find him on Twitter at Clayton Rye Smith Clayton and then R-Y-E Smith I'll put that in the show notes in case you like me have trouble spelling words The band Laredo will be at the post October 7th for their CD release party. I'm going to try to make it out there. You should too. If you have not been to the post yet, it is an incredible venue. Uh, We just did a recording with Avery Burke out there. Uh, She was nice enough to invite us out there to do a really, really quick recording right before she went up and uh, tried some food, tried some drinks, got to watch her perform. It's just, it's a really badass venue. So you should check it out and I'll be there too. I believe no promises yet. I'll tell you later if I can make it. We've got a few days to plan for that. So, again, that's October 7th CD release party at the Post for the band Librado. All right. This episode came out late. And I do not like doing that. It is uh, something I'm very adamant about making sure that these consistently are available for you on the same day at the same time. And uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Here's what happened we had a really incredible weekend. I got to sit down with Dennis O'Neill, who is a very accomplished actor. The thing that you're going to be most impressed with right now before I get a chance to tell you everything else he's done uh, during our episode that we recorded out at Nexum uh, Creative Studio. Nexum, yeah, with Paul Rogers. Um, He was the stand-in and stunt double for uh, Robin Williams. Pretty cool. He's got some cool stories. And we actually didn't talk much about that in that recording, but that's just uh, excellent reason to get him back in the studio. He seemed pretty warm on that idea, so we're gonna get Mr. Dennis O'Neill back in here for another recording at a later date. It's gonna be good stuff, and he is filming a new show here in Fort Worth. It's a, a TV internet TV show, and uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. Tell you more about that later on. And we sat down with Sean Russell from the Cutthroat Finches. We did that recording over at the Isis Theater. That's the downtown Cowtown at the Isis Theater. Um, over there on Exchange and Main, kind of. That's not correct. There's another street that's closer than uh, Exchange, but Main and something. Anyway, right there. If you're from the area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up downtown Cowtown at the Isis. But anyway great venue. If y'all haven't been in there to check that out yet, do. Jeffrey Smith would love to give you a tour of the place. It's got pictures on the wall of what that thing looked like. Originally constructed, I believe in 1914, and it has been through fires and floods and all sorts of crazy stuff. And it cost tens of millions of dollars to put this thing back together. It had been left alone since 1988, just sitting there, rotting. But uh, one of the reasons that Sean Russell wanted to do the recording there is because i suggested it as a location but he he was excited when i did because he'd done a music video uh with the cutthroat finches in that theater before it had been put back together and jeffrey smith the owner literally had to get him to sign a waiver like dude it ain't safe to be in here (laughs) and it wasn't it wasn't safe for anybody to be in there um but I'm still, I need to look this thing up. He's supposed to send me a link to it, but we're going to add that to the, uh, the episode, that music video he's talking about. So that'll be really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm getting off topic. But anyway, what I'm doing is apologizing right now. <laughs> so we did that, and we also went to Friday on the Green, uh, put on by Near Southside, I think is, yeah, Near Southside is the name of that organization down there that puts on these events. If I'm going to ask you to go out and support anything, it's going to be places like the ISIS Theater, it's going to be things like Near Southside whenever they put on an event like this because this is part of our creative community and folks, if we don't support them, they will go away. They absolutely will disappear overnight. Um, Near Southside putting on this Friday on the green thingamabob um, has been gone for two years because of COVID. Um, but it's back now. And I believe it got started back in 2007 is what people have been telling me. Um, but we almost lost it forever. So anyway, aside from... F- uh, I'm not going to try to use a big word here. Aside from just being a good person and doing things out of the kindness of your heart, it's a great time. It's a wonderful, wonderful time. We went out there uh, Friday, Friday evening. And it's, uh, it's very secure. I, I had mentioned to somebody not knowing exactly where we were talking about, they told me the QT over there, you know, the the QT down in that area. And I'm thinking, well, that QT is like the roughest QT. (laughs) Is it it safe? And it absolutely was. Uh, Lots of police presence there, and I don't think that that was even necessary. But they they do have a nice, clean, secure, it's a wonderful little spot, great green space, uh, surrounded by streets, and they had food trucks all around, Uh, And not just any food trucks. Really, really good food trucks that are... I think most of them have brick-and-mortar locations. And they were uh, also showing up just to kind of show off their, their foods, their delicious delicacies. We tried a cheese box from Funky Town Cheese Co. And they are not a sponsor. But they do have delicious cheeses. And I got to speak to the wonderful Rachel... And she told me exactly which box of cheeses I wanted. And she was right. And it was delicious. So we sat out there. We had, I believe, Deep Elm beer. I think that's right. Rar and Sons was putting it on. So is that right? No, it was. It was Rawr and Sons. And I had the dadgum IPA and uh, the cheese box. And we sat out there. We threw a blanket down on this really nice... I don't know how they keep the grass this green. Because of the heat we've had and the lack of uh, mm-hmm. rainfall but it was just a beautiful green lawn that they have out there. Must be really watering the hell out of it. Anyway, super perfect environment. Great for an out or outdoor venue. And Sean Russell from Cutthroat Finches had made a joke on uh, a social media post that the, the mosquitoes were going to be really nice that evening. And I don't know that I've ever heard anybody refer to mosquitoes like that, but he was right. I don't remember there being any mosquitoes at all whatsoever. But I've also got that uh, O positive blood type. So, now you know that about me. And um, I don't think mosquitoes like that brand. They go for a different unleaded, I guess. What am I talking about? I was apologizing. It was a crazy weekend. It was a very, very, very crazy weekend. And then, um, you guys know, I've got a full-time job. (laughs) And we had to start at 1 a.m. this morning. Uh, Monday was a 1 a.m. start. So, I got to the, uh, about 7 o'clock hour yesterday, Sunday evening. And I'm thinking, man, if I don't try to get some sleep right now I'm going to be in big big trouble so I made the executive decision to shut it down and revisit this after work uh, closed out Monday to get this episode to you but I do want you to know that I take it very seriously getting these episodes out to you on the same day at the same time I want that consistency to be there so you know it's always ready when you want it so all right enough apologizing. It was a really cool weekend. I hope you had a great week. And The weather was awesome. Sponsors. We've talked about Clayton Smith. I did a five-minute apology. We talked about cheese and weird mosquito facts. And now you know my blood type. Sponsors. Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck is our uh, big sponsor that has supported us for months and months and months ever since the River Oak Spring Fest car show. You've heard me talking about that. And uh, we held off until we got closer to episode 100 before we started doing sponsorship. But Roofing Solutions was one of the first ones to jump in there with us. You can find their information at roofingsolutionshawk.com. And they are doing 50% off for the podcast listeners. So when you call these guys, here's their number, 817-882-6520. Tell them that you heard about this on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. And they'll give you 50% off the roofing tune-up. Anyway, make sure you give them a call. Again, their website is roofingsolutionshawk.com. We'll be in the show notes along with their uh, phone number, 817-882-6520. Woodpost Metalworks. You can go to woodpostmetalworks.com and see all the amazing stuff that they've got going on over there. They provided us with uh, two of these la- uh, plasma cut uh, custom home art pieces uh, for the event that we were able to use as a, a giveaway item. And they have a industrial plasma cutter. They do light steel fabrication. They also do fence work, gate repair, gate uh, custom gates, things like that. Um, anything and everything you could think of with a plasma cutter, they do it. I'm typing away at their website right now. I just want to see if anything cool has happened. Anything's changed. If you pull up Woodpost Metalworks, you can see all their cool stuff that they've got here. Car, trucks, and things with wheels, custom address signs, exercise, and staying fit. These are different categories for signs that they can make for you. Fire pits. Here's the thing that I like. You've heard me talk about this, I'm sure. They've got fire pits shaped like tractors, like jeeps, like old vintage cars. They've got uh, smoke fire pits with uh, different. I don't know if I should even say this, but yeah, NFL teams. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah. Raiders, Cowboys, Denver Broncos. It's all there folks. And some of these grills are collapsible. So they're meant to be like, you pull these QD clips or pins and you can fold this thing down, stick it in the back of your truck and then pop that bad boy out whenever you get to your campsite or barbecue or wherever you're going take your fire pit with you but i'm telling you these things are incredible they got a usn uh version one they got a fire rescue one it's cool stuff man go check it out woodpostmetalworks.com and whenever you purchase something you're gonna find something you love there you get 10 percent off by typing in code podcast 817 at checkout halk walker originals you can go to HulkWalker.com for this one folks they brought out the tumblers And they do all sorts of uh, laser engraving for different things that you want to customize. But they brought out a showstopper to the event. There were these, I don't know how many ounces. I want to say 20 ounces. Maybe 30. 20 to 30 ounce tumblers. Doesn't matter, right? You don't care. Um, But they customized it. And it's dope. And you can see some examples of this on the Facebook page, the Fort Worth Roots Facebook page. It's a big hit. I've got people calling me right now. In fact, Lucas is up north somewhere. I can't remember where. Sorry, Lucas. And uh, he brought his little tumbler with him on his trip. And his mom was like, "I want that. Let me have that." And so Lucas called me, kind of halfway panicking, like, "Hey, man, can I get one of these if I give it to my mom?" And I was like, "I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll order some more from uh, Hulk Walker Originals. I'm gonna go to HulkWalker.com and I'm gonna pick up some more. So." Yeah, I can do that. And he's like, well, when do you think you'll get them? I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, I'm going to keep this one. I'll just mail my mom another one. I was like, you give your mother that cup now. So hopefully Lucas listened to my advice. I don't think he did, though, because he really likes that cup. Um, but it's a reflection on how good of a job they did on these cups. I love it. And the video that you can see of them making these cups is really cool, too, on the Fort Worth Roots Facebook page. Anyway, Hulk Walker Originals is incredible. Make sure you check them out. That's halkwalker.com. And thank you to our sponsors for supporting the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. I think that's it for this week. And now I have to stop talking, like, sincerely, because I have got to get this episode out to you. And it is going to be almost a full 24 hours late. Just so you know, I put these episodes out Sunday evening before things get crazy, usually around 1, to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and that also provides me a little bit of wiggle room if I need to work later on it or something like that but target for me is always you know about one o'clock guys gals if y'all made it out to the 100th episode party out at pouring glory first of all thank you for being there and um, I'm looking for pictures and videos so if you took pictures or videos out there at pouring glory we do have some but I'm greedy and I want more and I'd like to showcase the, the art that you took you know the pictures that you snapped so If you would like to, and I would really appreciate it, you can email me that stuff to media at fortworthroots.com Something I promised myself I would talk about, and I still, for some reason, am kind of reluctant to do it, but we do have a Patreon uh, page where you can go and you can support the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. And I have kind of decided that there is going to have to be different funding methods than trying to find sponsors. (laughs) This is going to be a listener-supported show, I promise you. Uh, And I'm not just asking people to support the show arbitrarily. Um, We do offer you something for your contribution um, at the, I believe it's $9 tier, which is, you know, buying me a beer on 7th Street once a month. Um, For that price, I've given you the entire back catalog. So everything that we've done without the editing... Without the trimming and cutting If you want to see the real train wreck Then we've got Episodes that Whenever I release them are two and a half hours long uh, so, so what you hear On the podcast might be two and a half hours long But if you go to the Patreon version And if you've contributed To the show and you have access to that catalog That two and a half hour Episode is actually about Four hours long and there's a lot Of that on there Well, For every episode that I've put out the unedited versions are at least 10 minutes longer, but most of them, especially the earlier ones, are 30 minutes to an hour to two hours longer. So if you have any desire to hear all of it, it is there. And I'm not trimming these things down to hide anything or obscure uh, the conversation or anything like that. I did it because I wanted you to get the best of the conversation and I didn't want to bore you to death whenever I or my guest goes on like a really long rant about one thing that, you know, maybe the listener didn't really care about. <laughs> so, and I have to make that judgment call sometimes. So, and I, now when I do these recordings, I, I try to kind of keep them around an hour and it's actually not even an intentional thought. I just, we hit an hour and I start closing it down. Um, but then, you know, some of them, like Clayton Smith here, we're sitting around, we're drinking a beer, it's at the end of the day, I think I think it was a Saturday, I'm not sure, doesn't matter. But anyway, we just really sh- sat around and bullshitted, and I, I think there's, yeah, another 20-30 minutes that'll be available for you on the Patreon account. I am a few episodes behind on that, because believe it or not, even that takes extra work. Taking the unedited version, because you do actually have to edit it, you gotta downsize it and Anyway, it's dumb too, but it's all hard work and I'm going to keep doing it. I love doing this. It is, it's, it's me now. I, I podcast. I don't even like telling people my day job because it has nothing to do with my personality anymore. <laughs> okay, that's it. I need to get this episode out to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. The Patreon is, uh, just go to the Patreon website where you can support artists, podcasters, musicians, things like that. And uh, type in Fort Worth Roots. It'll pull right up. Uh, there's a $4 option, a $9 option, and then there's another crazy option that you'll just have to read the uh, the description on that one. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just always coming up with ideas. So, Anyway, okay. All right. Thank you for being here. I will see you next week, and that one will be on time. I'll see you. All right. Bye. <laughs>